When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, good people. Welcome to AZ Sports Live, presented by the Cochran Firm and Boston Scientific. We're streaming live on YouTube and Facebook. And of course, I am your host, Will Skywalker Steel. It's Friday, baby. We ain't rolling out. The, the TV today, but we want to talk about one thing and one thing only, the swerve that the Cowboys kind of pulled on the nation. They're moving their future Hall of Fame left tackle to right tackle, and I'm not talking about Jason Peters, and I don't hate it. <laughs> I don't hate it, Cowboys Nation. I got three reasons why. Um, we'll talk about those three reasons why I think this could be the right move. It's it's not it's not a popular move, but it but it but three reasons why it could be a right move. Uh, I want to hear from y'all if you agree or disagree uh, on the hotline, Pulse of the Nation hotline three five one nine 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 three seven eight seven. Again, not keeping you long today. Um, I wanted to kind of dive in on this one in in, in a bit of a detail uh, because it could be happening this week. And I think this is the week to try to do it because after that, it gets a bit tougher from here on out. I mean, not that it's not going to be tough on Sunday, but you know what I mean, right? Like we're talking about playoff football from uh, here on. So bring it on. Bring it on. Talk to me, Cowboys Nation. Talk to me. Shout out to the Bomb Squad, though. Bomb Squad! Let's just jump right into it, man. I'm going to get to the roundup, which is uh, we got we got some not even really news. We got practice report and then an interesting stat around CD Lamb, which we already knew. But I want to kind of uh, focus on that for a quick second. and Then we get straight to it. Right tackle, right move. I don't hate it, man. I don't. It's time. It's time. It's time. Time. It's time. time. It is time for. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Hey. Yo. Not a bad practice report for the Cowboys on Thursday. Still got to keep your eye on it, though. Uh, it's looking like Jake, Jason. Jake Ferguson will not be playing in this game unless something changes. Today and tomorrow, but second consecutive day did not practice. Still in the concussion protocol. Uh, maybe we'll see Jason. Keep saying Jason. It's a defensive tackle. Jake Ferguson next week against the Philadelphia Eagles, where he had kind of his breakout game. So, wouldn't be mad at that. But you always want all hands on deck. The other name that was added to the injury report was Dante Fowler. Uh, he also did not practice. But it wasn't for an injury purpose. It was not injury personal. I don't know if that means the illness and they just don't want to label it that. But 
I tell you this, knock on wood, if you got any wood around you, haven't seen any illnesses pop up this week on the injury report. But that's like the first time in the last month that has happened. So I'm hoping whatever it is with Dante Fowler, he's cool. Um, with Trevor Lawrence as a quarterback, Doug Peterson, Press Taylor as offensive coordinators, I think you're going to need all of your pass rushers, including Dorrance Armstrong, who remained limited with his ankle situation. Um, limited with the ankle two days in a row with the way the Cowboys have kind of been swerving us this year uh, at the end of, of the weeks in regards to some guys like Bohanna. We've seen it happen with Gallup before. I, I'm not confident just yet to say he's playing 100%. Uh, we'll see what happens today. Uh, if he's upgraded to full, awesome. If he's still limited, then I think this is going to come down to a game time decision. He'll probably be listed as questionable. You know, he had a boot on leaving that game, so that's a little worrisome. None the less and then you had curse and demarcus lawrence they're going to remain on this injury report all season long both were limited uh but they'll likely play unless something crazy happens so that's thursday's practice report only concerning ones there ferguson who probably won't play and then dante fowler we got to see what's going on with him so we've been talking for a few weeks now about getting C.D. Lamb on the move. And honestly, prior to that, but we saw the stat, right, on Sunday Night Football where they were moving C.D. Lamb around. Well, here's even more, and, and this is from Next Gen Stats. C.D. Lamb, when he's in motion, is leading the NFL in both receiving yards and receiving touchdowns on snaps this season according, according to Next Gen Stats. I mean, me personally, if, if I got a guy who is, I don't want to say virtually unstoppable when you do it, but who is leading the league in a certain category, doing a certain thing, I think I would just do that certain thing more often. Yeah, I, Doesn't seem to be a hard concept here. Uh, so we'll see if they get back to doing that this week. Um, this is a fast, I said it before, this is a fast, aggressive, um, athletic defense so I, I don't know if you could just line up and just say hey we just going to be very generic here I think you're going to want to get a bit creative and moving CD Lamb is not even that creative but it's uh the right thing to do man but but CD Lamb on the move has been the best receiver in football let's continue to do that that's all I'm saying all right let's get into this talk this is going to carry us through the rest of the show here the conversation, and let me bring it back, has changed here with Tyron Smith. Before I bring you back. Report. Tyron Smith is expected to play and possibly start at right tackle. For the first time since his rookie season, he looks, quote, ambidextrous. Oh, he's Tyron Smith. Mike McCarthy was asked on 105.3 The Fan about Tyron Smith getting some work at right tackle. And this is interesting. He said they worked five different O-line combinations in practice. We're in December, man. This is, the, this, is the, this is like the worst time of the year to be messing around with stuff like this. But when you have injuries and you got a guy like Tyron coming back, you got to figure things out. But nonetheless, he said, quote, You'll see different combinations throughout the game. Tyron is an ultimate team guy. He just wants to win. 
Now, we've been seeing different combinations throughout the game before, but it's mainly been on the what? The left side, not the right side. Left side. Now Tyron is going to be getting integrated on the right. And the conversation has totally switched. When, when he was on his way back, we weren't thinking about Terrence Steele being out. However, when Terrence Steele popped up on the injury report a couple weeks ago, uh, Vach and I were having that conversation, not thinking that, you know, this would be a possibility. But we were like, well, what if, what if you move him over there? And it was just kind of more of a joking manner. Well, not a joke no more. It's not a joke anymore. And, and it looked like it looks like that is what's going to happen. But the conversation was always about Tyler Smith at left guard, Tyron Smith at left tackle, and you keep the rest of the line on its merry way. Let's get into my first reason. I want to say number one reason why this could be a right move. And again, I'm not I'm not saying it is. I'm just trying to give reasons to why it could be. Reason number one, Cowboys. It eliminates a three for one move. So we were already talking about a two for one, right? Moving. Tyron Smith to left tackle and sliding down Tyler to left guard. That's a two for one, but it's on the same side. They've already been working that in. It wasn't that big of a deal. However, if you bring Tyron back, you put him at left tackle where we all want him to be, really. You move Tyler to left guard and you throw in a Jason Peters or a Josh Ball. That's three different moves you have to make essentially for one injury. If we're, if we're being honest. And you, I don't know that you want to do that right now at this point in time of the, of the season. Right? We often talk about on Vacha's show continuity. It's, it's, a, it's a big word. They don't throw it around no more in Dallas because they, they, they mess around with these lineups. But continuity is often brought up. And if you're a follower of Vacha's show, he often says... I'll take better dudes over continuity. But what if I told you 30 for 30, you can get both of them. How can you get both? What are you talking about? You can get both continuity and better dudes. You get the continuity on the left side with Tyler Smith staying at left tackle and Connor McGovern staying at left guard. So you have that continuity that they've been having all year, right? But you also get the better dude and Tyron Smith at right tackle. And stick around. If you need me to go in depth on that, I mean, I can. But if we're comparing Jason and Tyron, because that's what I'm going to do here in regards to better dudes, I do think Tyron Smith would be the better dude at right tackle. I do, Cowboys Nation. So as we go through these reasonings, I want to ask you guys, because I know a lot of you, you're not with it. That's fine. But I'm here to, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to talk it through with, with the nation. That's what I do with y'all. Let me know if it makes sense. Does this make sense? This first reasoning or whatever eliminates a three for one move and it keeps continuity and gives you a better dude. Bars. 
Don't throw tomatoes at me. I, I, I know y'all want to, but I'm trying to make it make sense. Uh, Colin says Tyron over Jason. I agree. I agree. Let me see. Let me see. Not really seeing O-line chemistry underrated stats is Shaq. Underrated stat. Yeah, that's kind of what I basically what I'm saying here, right? Like you're keeping a continuity on that left side, which again, I'm 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 on the whole better dude thing. But if you can do both, you can do both, right? Nobody throwing tomatoes on me. Well, Professor Rose says I just hate it in general. Better dudes win everything. I I, I agree. Could be brilliant if it works. He played when he was a rookie. Yeah, I'm not really wanting to bring up the rookie stuff because I, even though he hasn't played it in 11 years, I still think he's a better player left or right than he was as a rookie. Ah, Kevin Harper. Excellent question, sir. Sky, who do we have at backup guard and center? I know we need tackle, but are we thin on the inside also? Uh, backup center is the, the cat they just called up from... Not just, but different practice squad. But the guard situation kind of takes me right into number two, Cowboys Nation. Keeps Peters as a utility backup. A quality utility backup. Let me say that for a second here because it ain't just a utility backup. He has proven to be a quality utility backup at three different spots. On the season, Jason Peters has 54 snaps at left tackle, 55 snaps at left guard. And now on a whim, he's got 12 snaps at right tackle. Plus he did some inline stuff at tight end. You know, that extra tight end thing, jumbo package situation, like six snaps. So if you're keeping Jason Peters, a 40-year-old man who I am starting to wonder if there are real questions, if he can deal with full games for four, five, six, seven weeks at a time. Just just curious about that. I have, I have That's just me thinking out loud. I'm not saying he can't. I'm just wondering if that's a... If that's a thought process down there, right? Because if it wasn't, wouldn't you just put Jason Peters at right tackle and let's just roll? If they truly didn't, you know, if they didn't believe that he, he he couldn't handle it or he could handle it, not saying that he doesn't, he can't handle it. Just I think the question is is fair. I think it's a fair question to ask. So if I can keep Jason Peters as my utility backup at not one, not two. But three spots, I think that's a, a, a quality situation to have. So let's say you know, if Tyron goes down, all right, I can get Jason Peters if I need to in there for a game, a, a couple series, whatever, right? Or if Connor McGovern goes down, I could put Jason Peters in there for a game, series, whatever, a couple games. Left tackle, same thing. 
I think there's something to having Jason Peters as a utility backup. I don't I, I don't I, I think when you combine these two right here, I don't it's hard for me to say I hate this. Not saying this is my first choice because I was excited to get Tyron back at left tackle and see Tyler and Tyron next to each other with Terrence. But I don't think we can ignore. There is a there's a real issue at right tackle now. You know, I went back and I, I tried to talk myself into it not being one. and But then I, I just remembered where we were as a team without Ty Wren before and somebody at the left tackle spot. And I, I'm not saying Terrence Steele is up to the Tyron Smith level, but I think Terrence Steele has played himself into being one of the most important guys on that offensive line because he allows you to do things because you trust him over there. Don't believe me? Go watch the second half of that game. Just go watch the second half of the game and watch what the Cowboys had to do. Now, we could, we can, you know, I don't use the word poo-poo chase when I say that, but we can make jokes about them running the ball 11 times in a row and say it's Petty Kellen, and it probably is a lot of Petty Kellen, but I think a lot of that also had to do with your right tackle. Because after that, how do you protect your, 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 your offensive line when you have an issue at a certain spot, specifically tackle, right? You keep guys in to protect. You run a ton of misdirection, play-action rollouts. Uh, you run the ball, right? They did all of that. And when it was time to drop back, there were struggles in those pure true pass sets. And not just struggles in losing to a man, but struggles from a technical standpoint. And not all the and you know, when he had those struggles from a technical standpoint, and I'm talking about Josh Ball, it didn't always cost him. Because either the ball was out or he had help. I mean, there was two plays when I went back and watched, and I'm like, geez, if, if you want to know how much the offensive mind, the offensive coordinator, how much that offensive line is paying attention to what's out there, two plays. Uh, there's a I don't, I don't know if it's a play action or not, but it was a drop back. Zach Martin, I think Dak shifted the protection to the right. Zach Martin touched the guy on the inside to his left. And I, when I say hard ass. Hard ass to the back of the quarterback's pocket to help out Josh Ball. Now, pressure came from Tyler Smith's side, and, and which was weird because you had two tight ends there, but he had a haul ass. You couldn't really keep Josh on that island, right? And then the other one was they used Noah Brown to come in motion plus a tight end, and it still didn't work. Noah Brown comes in motion to kind of anchor down and help uh, on the outside with Josh Ball. You had, or the outside actually of the tight end, and then you had Dalton Schultz helping right next to Josh Ball. And then you had Josh Ball. That takes away. And on that play, that was a two-man route into seven. You know, I hate that, but they played it so poorly you got a, a completion. But that takes away guys to put out there, right? That takes away stuff to, to put on your playbook. So when I look at this, it's hard for me to be like, you know, this doesn't make sense. This makes sense to me. This makes sense to me. Am I am I turning y'all yet? <laughs> oh, my Cowboys family jumped in here. After the third elevation of the practice squad to the game day roster, the team has to sign him or force to the release. Who we talking about, my Cowboys family? Who we talking about? 
Smoke 14. Super chat. Says, Scott, what do you think is wrong with Devontae Collins? Loved him in preseason, bro. Uh, what I think is wrong with him? I don't I don't know what's wrong with him. I, I don't think he's all that good. I mean, I don't think he's... Like, he was fine in preseason for, for the most part, but I don't... I don't see a guy that I'm confident leaving out there either. Like, if you put Devontae Collins in there, I'm doing the same things I'm doing with Josh Ball, right? Protecting, I have to do a whole lot of things to, to help him and all that stuff. I think the idea is that if I could put a guy out on that right side, I don't have to do any protection for in regards to Tyron Smith, my playbook, it expands. And this is this also is not I don't think a guarantee. I think they're just doing this right now to see what they can do. They're trying to figure out all their options right now because it is an issue over there. That's an issue, man. Let's be honest. David, are we going to throw the ball or are we going to run it? That should dictate the line we play. Well, I mean, you're going to do both, David, right? Uh, but I think I know what you're saying. You're saying we're going to be a predominantly run team, predominantly pass team. They've been predominantly balanced. Here, here's the thing, though. In the playoffs, against good teams, no matter how much you're running the ball, it's, you're probably going to have to throw the ball at least 25 to 35 times. Probably 70% of those, if not a little bit less than that, are going to be true, uh, I shouldn't say 70%, depending on the game, because if you're running it 20 or throwing it 22 times, it could be a high number. But you'll probably get at least 10 to 15 true passing sets out of a certain player. If not more, I think it was 21 true pass sets that Tyler Smith had the other day. So if you're getting 20 plus true pass sets, that leaves you vulnerable on said side. And I think it was, I think it was actually Reek who got on the horn. Not coming at you, Reek, but it was a good conversation that we had when you got off the phone. We, me and Voss were saying, hey, I'd much rather ball be the good pass blocker and then we work on the run game because if you miss in the run game, it's not as detrimental if you miss in the pass game. If you miss in the pass game, sack, sack, fumble, injury, turnover, interception, all these things can happen. If I miss in the run game, which he was missing a lot in, in the preseason in that too, by the way. But if you miss in the run game, I, I can get help. We can do combos. I, I got a running back who can make you miss, things like that. So I think there's something to this, man. I think there's something to this. But let's hear what uh, Reek got to say on the Pulse of the Nation hotline presented by the Cochran Firm. Make sure you guys hit up my guys, Brian and Larry, down at the Cochran Firm, who opened up in 2005 and have been protecting and fighting for the DFW area since 05. Hit them up, 1-800-THE-FIRM, or you can go online, CochranTexas.com. Cochran cares. Rick, what's goody, man? Yo, what's going on, Sky? What's going on, Cowboy Nation? Uh... Yeah, uh, what what I was saying was this: uh, if if Vash was saying that the guy is good in running blocking, you know what I mean? That might you know that might have to force Kelly Moore hand a little bit more to run the ball more than he's passing. Uh, I know that's going to be kind of a, a handicap too because you know eventually so. we're going to have to pass. You, yeah, you have to yeah, be balanced. You to, you You're talking about being unbalanced. Yeah, yeah, but it's like I'm happy that we have a veteran on this team, a couple of veterans on this team that can that's, that's flexible, you know what I mean? Because um, I was listening to Boss Cowboy last night. He made a good point. Uh, well, Boss and OC 
they made a good point that you know uh, Tyron going to the right to the right tackle. He doesn't. He's not. I guess he's not like uh, backing up as far uh, over there at the right that right tackle spot. Far as um, like he would at the left tackle. Um, but Say this again. Distance, I guess. I guess. It, I guess he was saying that. He he his rookie year he started over there at right tackle so he knows the position. Sure. So he since he's a veteran and he's a uh, uh, he's a, since he's a veteran a borderline hard well he is a hall of famer hall of borderline fame. hall yeah. of famer and he's over there too with with Martin that side should be cleaned up a little bit better you know what I mean it's probably not going to be as good as uh, youthful still. But I still take Tyron Smith over a lot over Ball and uh, Jason Peters starting over there. You know what I'm saying? Because right. I don't think Jason Peters can last as long over on that right side. You know what I mean? We got we, we got the young rookie on the left side. He's been doing okay. He hasn't been a world beater yet, but he's still learning learning the position. So by us doing that, that that, can, that was, we got two veterans two all-star veterans on one side, you know what I mean? And I think that we can do something with that, you know, as long as Kellen Moore is not trying to throw the damn ball a hundred damn times a game. He got to run the damn ball, you well, know I mean, what I mean? But, but didn't he have to run the ball no matter who? Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I... Yeah, but he got passed that because I'm, I'm not, like I keep trying to tell everybody, I'm not trying to blame Kellen Moore for people getting injured, but Every it seemed like every time he got pass happy, somebody got somebody important got injured. That's when Dak got injured in the first game. Trying to throw it uh what, forty damn times or something like that forty times. And he threw damn forty times in that um in this last game. And huh? We we I mean, I don't man, this is kinda of all over the place here, but but just to go off your last point, that's a bit that's a bit of a stretch here. Uh you had to throw the ball at the end of the game, right? Like he had 29, 28 attempts going into the last series. Like, you had to throw the ball at the end of that game. And and then it, there is no injury to Terrence Steele if your tight end just catches a rock. I don't know what that – I'm True. just – Yeah, I mean – True, that's, that's true. All. Uh, but, but I, I looked at it, I looked at it the way that when he got injured, Dak was kind of up under him, and he threw a screen – like a little swing pass. He was trying to throw a swing pass to Pollard. <laughs> But that was kind of up under him, oh, and the, the, you, the defensive that, line dude fell into his leg. Brother, you reaching, So it's like You reaching. You reaching. You yeah. reaching. You got well, to try to score at the end of the game, this. man. You got to try to score at the end of the half right there, and it was like second and ten. You want him to run the ball to get the second and four? Or, I'm sorry, second and, like, seven or whatever? Like, like I'm not th- – th- that injury to me is more on Dalton Schultz than the actual play call. Uh, let's just be completely mm. honest there, brother. Dalton Schultz catch the ball. This okay. isn't is a conversation. But – what you're saying about being balanced, that, that you have to be balanced whether Terrence Steele was in there, right? It didn't matter if, if, if it was that right tackle. You still got to be balanced. I think that, I think what I'm trying to say is this. I don't know. I'm going to land my plane. I'd rather run the ball, man. Like, we need to focus on better running the ball with intent. You know what I mean? Instead of just running the ball no, to run no, the ball. Nobody, you know nobody disagreeing mean? with that. I just didn't know. Uh, I really don't know where the conversation was going here because it started off with you saying that some somebody on Boss's channel said that him being at right tackle, there was some like a short distance or something that I couldn't follow, and then it went like three different places. So I'm just a bit confused. So go ahead and land it. 
Yeah, that's that's all I gotta say, man. Maybe I, I worded it wrong, but I'm yeah. thinking that it's gonna be a good it's gonna be a good job. I, I think Terrence Terrence is gonna do a good job. I mean, not Terrence. Tyron, Tyron, uh, Terrence. Yeah, Tyron. Tyron Smith is gonna do a good job on that yeah. side. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I mean, I don't know if he's going to do a good job, but I'd rather find out. Put it that way. I'd rather f around and find out. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks. Dude. All right, man. Pre- appreciate <laughs> you. Um. Yeah, there was a lot there, but but listen, we we've definitely. I, I don't disagree with the intent. We talk about that a lot. Running with a purpose. You got to dribble with a purpose. That's got to be a part of the game plan, et cetera, et cetera. But that shouldn't change just because you had to change at right tackle. You should have been doing that anyway. Um, Got to stay balanced. That doesn't change because of a change at right tackle. You should have been doing that anyway. And, and in regards to the injury, we, we went over this already, right? You catch the rock at the end of that half, maybe you still have Terrence too. That's unfortunate. That's unfortunate, man. Um, I got one more, and this is an easy one here. But first... I want to play this. All right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do one more guitar read, and then I want to talk to Coach Marr. Here's the last one, Cowboys Nation, and it's a very simple one, and we've we've talked about it already, really. I just trust Tyron Smith over Josh Ball. I mean, (laughs) what else do you want me to do here? For, for those who are against the move, at the very least, the last one you have to agree with, right? At the very least, man. Like, what are we, we're talking about a Hall of Fame left tackle who is one of the most technically sound, best offensive linemen I've seen in the game. Not saying this is going to be an easy transition. Knows this offense Knows this quarterback. Not saying Josh Ball doesn't, but he's been here longer than Josh Ball. More games. One up against better comp. I will live with jo- with with Tyron Smith figuring it out on that right side as opposed to Josh Ball trying to figure it out while we make this playoff push. I'm sorry, man. I am so sorry. I just trust this. And the reason why I don't say I trust it over Jason Peters is because Number two, it keeps Jason Peters as a utility backup. So he's already eliminated from this. And then number one, it eliminates a three-for-one move. I look at this, these reasonings here, and I tell myself, you know, I don't hate it. I, I don't hate it. And I thought, you know, initially maybe I would if if it was Terrence Steele. Like, oh, why are we moving Terrence Steele? But we're not. We're talking about Josh Ball or 40-year-old Jason Peters who hasn't played it since 05. You know, we talk about tackles that ain't played right tackles since, since whatever. Technically, Tyron's played it, you know, six years sooner or later or whatever it is than Jason Peters. And he's played a whole season of it, not snaps of it. So there are my, that's my list, Cowboys Nation. That's my reasoning. I'm not trying to change your mind. I'm just trying to give you some reasons to, this might work. Now, we ain't even talk about the, the thought of seeing Tyron Smith next to a, a Zach Martin for the first time ever. That could be cool. We want, we want 
the best possible solution out there. And I just don't hate this solution if this is one of them. I don't hate it, man. I like it better than Josh Ball. I like it better than Avion Collins. And I like it better than, than Jason Peters. I do. That sounds crazy to say that, but I, 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 I do. All right. Let's get to this read. See, we don't got to make this hard, but Boston Scientific can help make you. Uh, in 39 million different cases around the United States, men suffer from ED. Boston Scientific created ED Cure to help edcure.org to help you find your best cure. To get started, go to edcure.org, take the quiz, and learn your severity or risk of ED. If you have a condition that puts you at risk, you'll find something on there to help you out. Visit edcure.org to find the facts and a best treatment option for you. That's edcure.org, brought to you by Boston Scientific. You're listening to A to Z Sports. Do it live! At some point, hoping to broadcast in front of the millions of Cowboys fans to bring you the real. But for now, strap up and... Here's your host, Skywalker Steel. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. We'll do it live. Swain said, I wonder if Dak has a preference that was sh- that he would share if he was asked the right questions about the O-line. Let me tell you what Dak Prescott's preference is. Block. Somebody that can block for me. Keep me upright. Open up lanes. All that good stuff. He don't give a damn who out there. As long as they can block and do it well, Swain. That's what I would guess. Can you not get beat when it matters? All right, we're going we gonna to cool this down here or, or roll this down, this music, because I want to talk to Coach Marv and get his input on this situation. Coach, what's goody? What's going on, guys? How you I'm doing, good. man? I'm good, man. Good to hear from you. Good day to call in about this situation, because I think it's a, it's a fantastic conversation to have, and I, and I would love to hear from you. Well... I agree with you, and I agree with uh, a lot of people. Um, and I and I and I commend uh, Tyron Smith if he takes on that challenge. Yeah. Um, and and he's a veteran. He's technically sound. Um, uh, you want to, you know sometimes you want to have veterans to be comfortable, but he got time to work and get comfortable with it a little bit. And um, if Peters did it at the spur of the moment. Um, in a series, I think that builds confidence in Tyron and say, okay, if Peters jumped out there and he hadn't been really working at it, right. and he jumped out there in the middle of the game, then if I come back, I, I probably can go out there and do that same thing. So, yes, I'm, 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 I'm more happy at right tackle. But, again, regardless of what, the, what right tackle we have out there, because we're going to have somebody who's going to either be inexperienced right. Um, not comfortable or uh, inexperienced and maybe have some bigger flaws, we have to design our game plan to not be vanilla, but to be able to attack strategically to help these guys and get the maximum out of them. Well, I'm glad you said that because I think now we all can, uh, we can all argue about Kellen if he even does that anyway, but if that was if that is a thought process, right? Don't you believe that Tyron Smith gives you that 
the better ability to be able to do schematic game plan type things as opposed to a Josh Ball or Jason Peters? Yes, he gives you a, a chance to do more with your offense, but you still have to be mindful that he's uncomfortable. Yes. But you don't have to you know, change your game plan as much or maybe give him help as much, but you still have to give him some time, some help, because you got to still understand he hadn't played in all year, so if you put him out there, you know, maybe a fatigue factor, maybe some of these other things, and you still want to have to maybe um, – Maybe have to put some guys in there here and there to give guys breathers because, again, you got not only an inexperienced problem, you got a, a comfortable problem as well as you got guys that hadn't been playing long minutes in this season. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So you gotta you gotta take all that in, in into context when you when you're doing that, and that's about coordinating your offense with the players that you have. This is a this is a this is a bigger big this is a bigger issue than than anything else is. If this was any other team, any other coordinator, even with our defense, and we had something like this to happen, we wouldn't be so frantic or worried about it when we have guys that can actually play. But we worry about it because we have a coordinator that doesn't not know how doesn't know how to coordinate. Mm. You got the coordinator. And use his players at ultimate level because we have seen it time and time again, the misuse of players and the panic that sets in if he doesn't have everybody, all the frontline guys in place. This is, that's a problem because teams are going to go into this, this playoff some guys are going to have some tackles hurt, some guards. But if you got 90 of five of your offensive linemen that have been playing together and you have one that's out, if you can't be successful, then you got a problem. Because you can do things. I mean, I don't, I don't want to know what it to be like a, my man was a couple of years ago that, that get blown up. But I don't think ball himself, you could be successful with ball himself. But you may have to, you know, do a lot more uh, help or put right. him in a position to do the things he does well, you that, know, and build his confidence. Coach, that's what we we brought up earlier in the show. Like, if you're going to have ball out there, you have to then understand, right, that your playbook is likely going to have to shrink or at least shrink in moments uh, because you're going to have to to help him out there. And we and I saw it on film. I, I saw multiple plays where they had to do some different things to, to assist him, and that resulted in two guys being out on a route instead of five or uh, two guys being on a route instead of four. And, and that just is what it is. And we saw it last year against Steele. Now, here's the difference, because a lot of people are going to say, well, look with Terrence Steele. I promise you, if you go watch Terrence Steele at the end of his rookie year, by the way, Terrence Steele played an entire full season to F up in a season that didn't really matter. And if you go look at the end right. and go look at his game against um, against the Chargers, you'll see two things. You'll see, yes, they helped Terrence Steele out, sure, in their play calling, getting the ball out quick sometimes and running his side, things like that. But go watch his, his mechanics or go watch his sets. Go watch his hands. You saw the improvement from a technical standpoint from Terrence Steele. Josh Ball is technically sloppy. And if you get caught right. when, he's, when he's in a true pass set, the, the repercussions are, are, are great, right? Because you can have a sack, sack fumble, interception, tip ball, get hurt, all that type of stuff. 
So I think there's a difference. I don't, when people try to compare him to, to Terrence Steele, I think it's so different. I don't think you, you should do that. And I don't think they're doing that because they realize we need to do something. And that's why you're seeing a drastic move like a Tyron Smith being at right tackle. Yeah, and, and let me say this right quick. Yeah, I know you got some other people, but nah, yeah, you're good. we like we are like we very allergic to hard play action passes. We actually, I think sometimes when we say play action passes or hard play action pass blocking, which I watch a, a team like San Francisco, San that's Fran, all they do. Uh, Shaq's that's, in the building. That's all they do. The Vikings do it because they don't allow you to tee off. And get to, and they allow the alignment to be aggressive and quick set guys because they know they're going to get the ball out. And if they run hard play action pass sets, this gives their quarterback. Now they may run some straight drop back, but this five out, you know, this Kellen Moore, every time we run the ball, we go five out and we just let everybody know that we're going to pass the ball and let guys tee off on, on guys because we think we are something, some, uh, Air Coriel football team, which we never that great at that type of football. I just right. don't understand it. But this is where we have to – we can still throw the ball, I think, and we still can get our guys out in our pass pattern. But we're going to have to be a physical presence and a hard play-action team. And with Tyron there, with if we put Tyron, Ball, or anybody on that, on that right-hand side, if we allow them to play physical, because you know the guys with age and uncomfortability, yeah. and we allow them to play physical, they're going to wear guys down, and then their pass sets is going to be easier when you get around the halftime and you got to go two minute drill, right. or you got to get uh, a two minute drill around the end of the game. But you want to be able to let them guys wear those guys down in your play calling. And it's not being vanilla, it's not being running in the cloud dust. But you can be aggressive and take some of the steam out of guys and 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 get these guys to be productive. But as I say again, Scott, if we got to be questioning this and we got to be saying this and we don't see it on Sunday, then we got a problem as offensive coordinator. Well, that, you, you know that that could turn into a whole other conversation. <laughs> that could turn into a whole other conversation, uh, Coach I'm Ball. Of spade, I'm because I'm, I'm on the same page, and and I, I hate to use the word. Hey man, this problem might be the word, man. But a consistency issue. But you're you're right. We'll have games, and and it was two games specifically I can remember. Uh, I don't have the numbers from lately, but Dak Prescott had like a career high in play action snaps this year, and so did. Um, Cooper Rush in that Giants game, he dropped back in play action more times in that game than any time last year combined or with with uh, Dak Prescott. And I, I think the play action has to be a part of who we are. You, you, you watch the show. You know what I say. Who are we from week to week? I don't have to ask that question for other teams. I feel like the play action should be a part. Let's say D- Dak drops back 28 times. I feel like play action should be at the minimum half of that. Right. Like like at the at the minimum, we should be running play. And I'm not talking about shotgun stick ball. And no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about getting real what I call run action. That's why sometimes you'll see my X factors. And I say the run action is important in this game because run action doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a run. You can pull the ball out and now you got a tight end coming. Now you got some layered throws from different levels of the field. I mean, Shanahan's making Brock Purdy look like a goddamn baller, not saying Brock is bad. But because of the way he's scheming things up, and you know, that's it. And but I, that's I, one quick, 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 
One yeah, quick thing. If I see in this game, I remember Terrence Steele's second game playing. Mm. And this is where I, I went back to this, and this is where I really start having my indictment on this this offense. When Terrence Steele's second game played, he played against the Cleveland Browns in Dallas Stadium against uh, one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. Oh, boy, yeah. And, and on the second play <laughs> of scrimmage, your offense coordinator put him out there butt naked on, it. <laughs> on a straight drop back pass. Against Miles Garrett. And almost got Dak Prescott team. This yeah. is that's coaching malpractice one on one. Yes, sir. So if this, if you can't cover up guys and not use the excuse, say, oh, we covered up guys, I mean, we got to be vanilla. Remember, people, you're not vanilla if you're moving the ball. Regardless it is, we move the ball, and if you use these guys and attack and let these guys be physical, they'll build confidence, and then they would even block better because they're confidence built. But if you go out there and you just tear their confidence down, I don't want to see ball out there right now because mm-hmm. ball's confidence is shot, shot because you took them out of the game on the last drive. That's not a good confidence build when what? they take you out on the last drive no. for a guy that ain't no play type, right time. And if he gets, you know, Gets beat a few times. If you get beat the first is, series, it's smelling it, blood. It, it, it might go down. It might oh, it's smelling blood, brother. Yeah. So that's what happens. you got to build these confidence. You got to give them some things to be confident in. But regardless of who you put out there, if you put Peters, I love Tyron Smith, but you still got to help Tyron Smith. You got to help him get in the that's fair. game. And that's make very him fair, coach. Because he hadn't played all year and it's an uncomfortable position. Yeah. But once you help him a little bit, Tyron would get in, get in the role, and then when he started getting hands on guys, then he could be able to control guys because he would say, hey, I'm going to dominate you physically. Now I can be able to control you and work on my technique yeah. and my veteran experience and get yep. done. Excellent point. Man, as always, not good show, brother. Man, I appreciate the call. Coach Marvin, enjoy the rest of your day and weekend, man. You too. That's fair, right? Like, I also don't want to make this seem like it's Madden and we're just going to slide Tyra Smith over there as a 98 left tackle, then he moves the right tackle. and th- Don't it go up when they move him to right tackle or Madden? I haven't played Madden forever, but I used to do that. I used to take one, like a, like a, like a left tackle. I would trade for, like, a 85 left tackle, move him to right tackle. He'd go up to, like, a 92, something like that. Like, I'm not saying you move a 92 Tyron left tackle and he's a 99 right tackle. No, like... like Real life things have to happen here. He hasn't played in a bit. It's a, it's a different position than he's played in a while. So you can get him acclimated. My thing is, I think that he can get acclimated a lot faster and a lot better than the alternative. Than the alternative. Ah, good stuff. Uh, who are they moving? Uh, well, this is my projected line. I don't know if this is really going to be it, but. Tyler at left. I mean, everything stays the same. I mean, everything, you get the continuity, you get the better dude, and Tyron Smith at right tackle. There, there we have it right there. That's probably going to be the lineup. Although, Mike McCarthy went on 105 through the fan and said they worked with five different offensive line combinations in practice. You'll see different combinations throughout the game. I, I hate to, to say this and act like this isn't an important game because it is, or this like to disrespect this opponent. I'm not trying to do that. But... I think we can all agree if you're going to try some things out you have to do it now you don't want to do that next week against that pass rush against that front line 
you got to do this now so you can figure out how you're going to attack uh, next week. And moving forward, to be completely honest, because I don't think it's going to get easier from a defensive line standpoint. Justin Simmons and those boys, that front seven in Tennessee is a problem. We know what the Washington football people provide uh, from a, a defensive line standpoint. And they'll be getting back their pass rusher. And then you get in the playoffs, you're going to play quality opponents there. So this this is the, this is the game to figure it out. Because I don't want to be playing this game um, next week. Uh, 703. Locking these up. 703, what it is, what it do? Hey, how you doing, Scott? I'm good, man. What's going on, bro? One second, my man. Yeah. You getting situated? Hey, uh, appreciate you get situated, my man. Uh, Happy Friday, everybody. Happy Friday, everybody. Yes, sir. Hey, look, um, first time calling. Uh, appreciate you, Botch, the whole cowboy community, keeping us updated, the real news. You know, we, we appreciate that from you guys. But um, just jumping right into it. Um, I, I think this is um, one of those years that we got to capitalize. I think the window's really closing in. And with no Rams, no Garoppolo, you know, maybe uh, Hurt Brady, no Rodgers, I think it's the year we got to kind of close it in. Um, listen to the future calls, I mean, previous calls about the run game. Yes, I do believe. We have to run the ball. The identity is lost. We got to go back to the physicality right now and impose, you know, hit the guys right in the mouth. Early drive, run the ball more, you know, set up those play action, like you say, those, those run action plays. You know, this gives our identity back, man. Yeah. You know, I think Tyler Smith helps, you know, gets his confidence going when he knows he can run down the field and block guys and pummel guys. And, you know, Terrence Steele, um, bless him, you know, for next year as well. But, I think he made a name in the league as a good run offensive lineman as well. So bring the ball, of course, you know, I think helps Dallas Cowboys move forward yeah. with a two-head monster with Pollard and Zeke. Um, that Prescott, keeping between the 20 to 25 pass attempts, he's perfect. He's superb, you know. Um, I think Kellen Moore, he, he does get pass happy. I get it, you know, try to go up. You know, helps our defense as well. We get the early leads because now we can pin our ears back and attack the quarterback. But like you said, just trying to find that identity is very key for us moving forward because 49ers, they're letting people know that, hey, we're going to run the ball. Vikings, they're letting people know, hey, we're going to run the ball. Look at the Eagles. Yeah, they have some weapons on the outside, but Hurts, rushing touchdowns, you know, they're running the ball. So I think we just have to make sure that we bring our identity moving forward into the playoffs and impose our will on teams. But Cowboys Nation, this is this is our year. we got a very young core. Um, I think uh, Mike McCarthy has done a great job, and um, go Brett Maher. Don't don't sleep on Maher, man. He, oh, sir. I think ah. he's, been our, he's been our MVP this year, man. He, imagine imagine not having a good kicker where our record would be. You know? Yeah, Keep definitely during the Cooper Rush era. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And one thing I can say about that Cooper Rush run, that five game, he I think he was second maybe in quick release that. And that's very important. I, I just, I just, you know, I love Dak, but I hope he took notes in the sense of, you know, let 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 play the strength to your defense. You, your defense is the key to your team. Back, just run the ball. You well, know, well, 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 you, what you what you what you getting out with Dak and Cooper Rush and quick release? What you getting? <laughs> I'm trying to figure that out. You know, the Cowboys oh, are, the, are the least sacked team in the league, right? Yes, okay. yes, yes. That's right. that's. With yeah. the worst, with the worst but, pass block, pass block win rate, right? 
So your quarterback holding the ball is not not the problem. Here. No, no, no. Not the problem. Uh, I just got to figure out where you're going with that one there. You take notes from Cooper Rush. What, what, what notes do he need to take? Steve Young. Do I got Steve Young on the phone here? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm messing no, with Steve you. No, Steve Young. No, Steve Young. But um, the one thing I'm going to Cooper Rush thing is in the sense of the past attempt. I think Dak's seventh year, I don't know. Maybe you guys help me out. But as seventh year quarterback, can he go to the line and say, hey, Kellen, we got to run this ball. I'm I'm checking this out of this play. I'm keeping yes. this ball off. He, he he has. I think that's a – I don't know if – y'all help me out here. Is, is this like a thing in Cowboys Nation that Dak Prescott doesn't go to the line and check into a run? Like, that's crazy. Like, he, he he has checked into many of runs every game. Sometimes I've seen people complain about him checking into the run. So he he's doing that. I said this before. Killing into a run, to me, is completely different than game planning and scheming to run on an opponent. Those are two different things. Like, that means I'm going to the line of scrimmage and I am intending to pass. And I'm like, nah, I don't like this. Look, kill, 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 generic run. Nah, man. I, 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 don't, I don't care about killing to a run. I care about getting into their unique run looks and doing unique run things that work for the Cowboys. But I, I'll, I'll digress on that one. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And before I go, I just, my whole point call is, it's, it's rare where you get a two-headed monster running back. I think that we just make sure that Dak and the Cowboys team understand that you don't get this opportunity we have two number one running backs. You know, the Browns, hey. they wish they had a team in a situation that, they, that we have right now with Kareem Hunt and Chubb. But they you do. Know? So they do, but they don't have the personnel like we have. You know, they don't have the weapons. They, they have a kind of a good old line. But they don't have the defense. They don't have the quarterback. Oh, well, okay, you know, yeah, of, okay, yeah, yeah. I was about to say they definitely got a hell of offensive line. They got some some receivers out there, a receiver at the very least. But from a total team, yeah, they're not, they not better than the Cowboys. Nah, not at all. No, no. They're not better than the Cowboys. <laughs> but I see the stat line last night: McCaffrey made 26 carries, 106 yards. That's 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 a Paul and Z combined type of thing with two players. We have that advantage. I hope we make sure we understand that we have two number one running backs. That's a Super Bowl formula right there. We all do. right, Cowboy Nation Sky, man. I appreciate you guys, man. And um, go Cowboys. And this is our year. Remember, no Aaron Donald, no Rodgers, banged up Brady. You know, 49ers, no Garoppolo. We're going to do it, man. And Parsons is right. Something's awful hurts. All right, peace. Appreciate you, man. Let's let's end this thing with, with a legend. <laughs> then I'm going to get to these Super Chats. Not Coach Marv. But Magic City Marv in the building. What's good, man? What's up, family? How you doing? I said, let me go here and talk to my boy Steve before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you got up early today, huh? You said, I right, I'm up. Let me go ahead and call in. It's 615 over there. Yeah. I said, let me call in. It's going to get 8 o'clock. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Which, yeah, which, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. My, my, my man want to know what you think about uh, that signing, man. You know, we got Y.A. Tittle in the building. Oh, the uh, the receiver. That's gonna why, help the receiver. Why? Why? That's gonna help Dak Prescott out a lot. Cause he get open. He's a good route runner. Who? Beautiful hands. Who? So he's very dangerous. Tip your boy. Uh, why? Who's the coach? Oh, um, I slipped my mind. Uh, who you talking about? The new receiver. Oh, why? Yeah. 
Nah, man, it's T.Y. Hilton. We were just messing with you. We just messing with you, Mark. I know that. I know you're serious. T.Y. T.Y. Hilton. All right, man. What do you think about T.Y. Hilton, Mark? Yeah, T.Y. going to be... I had to try, y'all. Just going to help Dak Prescott out a lot. I think I think he I think if he's if he's ready to go, you know, in a, in a few weeks, in the sense of he's he's all there from a from a playbook standpoint, I think he could be a a, a big time wild card. Yes, but the but here we go. I was talked to uh me and your boy Law. Yeah, still got to run that ball. Yeah, we got yeah. average one hundred seventy five to two hundred yards a game. Oh, that, well, they stick to the they, they stick to the uh, play the, the playbook. If this fool trying to throw 40, 50 times like he likes to do, mm-hmm. that'd be hurt. And that hurt our defense. I'm like, if I was a defensive player, I'd go to the sideline and cuss him out. Man, run the damn ball. And you know you what? Know? It, 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 and it's not just running it to hit the numbers, right? Like, that's what that petty-ass drive was in the opening quarter of the third quarter. Oh, we got to get back to our numbers. Um, because you know what happened when you run into hit numbers and not trying to actually score touchdowns, you get down to the goal line, you get the second and goal, and instead of running on third goal or, or passing on second or third and goal, you run, 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 and then you don't convert because you're obvious in that you're going to run. So that yeah. backfired on them trying to hit a certain number, in my opinion. So, you know, don't don't get petty like that. that play, when they was at the two. And you saw all the people close up to the line. I said, if they try to run up the middle, it's getting stuffed. Yeah, That's but, when you should have yeah. threw it to a wide open tight end or a lineman that checked in like he was, you know, and you could have got a touchdown. But no, everyone just, I said, this guy, is he brain dead? I said, <laughs> this guy's killing Killing more, he got to get better, man. Yeah. Everybody is all scheming him. Well, I think he has to just be be more consistent. And and I say this all the time to try to be fair with the guy. Like, I don't think he's dumb, Marv. Like, I don't think he's bad. I think he's trying to be too smart for his own good. And we don't need to have this different playbook every week type of thing. Like, you don't need to do that, in my opinion. You got a good enough team where you can be you and then adjust from that. I think there's something to the way we used to complain about Linehan, you know, and and, and Garrett being uh, very stubborn. But the problem was they yeah. didn't have any a bag. They didn't have a bag. They had a suitcase. Not even a suitcase. They they had a, a trapper keeper, right? They, they, this yeah. was what they had. This is what we did, and that, and it never went away from that. I truly believe that Kellen has a bag. It just depends on how big of a bag he bring into that game, right? Uh, that, what kind of bag he's bringing to the game, and that's what bugs me. And we gotta be some lucky. I'm be honest, we some lucky people because uh, <laughs> the, the offensive line we got now. Hey, hey, Joe, you better go on somewhere with all that, man. Yeah, Prescott ain't got no excuse now because they already ain't give up that much sacks. Now, yeah. Kelly Moore, please don't get happy, pass happy, because you got one second, two seconds, three seconds. The only the pressure going to come down is from the left side. Yeah, they gonna load up that left side to get tired because <laughs> they ain't getting that on that right. I'm being honest with you. They get ain't no. What you think about that? What, what, what you what you think about that? Ooh. it's like you say, get them in the rhythm first, Tyrone Tyrone Smith, and then let them just 
dog people when they try to rush him. You're not getting no sack on him. It's going to be better than steel. And then you got old man to back up Tyler sometimes because they're going to do it. He's going to play too now. Yeah. You know, so this is going to be a beautiful thing on that part. And then on another part, the defense. And you're going to crack up at me. But I just want to thank the Arizona Cardinals for letting that second-round pick go. Oh, Trayvon Mullen. Thank you. I love you, Arizona. Thank (laughs) you. Hey, man. Arizona, they, they, listen, man, they definitely let go of, 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 a, of a talented young guy, but we got to see if if it's going to cost the uh, Arizona Cardinals, you know, big time or not. But I, I think Trayvon Mullins can help us out here if he gets, you know, gets under Dan Quinn and uses his length and becomes a press yeah. corner. You know what I'm saying? He might be able to help us out. You know, oh, you know. oh, my God. And even the Alexander kid from Minnesota. The who? You, Minnesota. The other corner. Oh, 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 Mackenzie Alexander. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. The depth is there now. Even better. Thank you. Thank you. And then the last of not least. Yeah. Carter's made a mistake. Oh, Carter, I love you, Carter. That that dude going to go to the Dallas team for him. Oh, man. He won it. But Dan Quinn? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's the steal of the year. And then... I'd like to thank you, Philadelphia. What you thinking of for, for giving us that big, sloppy D tackle? That's just what I think. Oh, oh, Anthony Rush. Yes. Yeah. Only problem with Anthony Rush was he's still kind of young, you know, blah, blah, whatever. <sighs> and it was his weight. What a rush. I still had that in the clip. I had to. Yeah. To... And, hey. He down. They say he's down to his normal size. And then everybody told him, "Son, if you want to be in this NFL for the rest of your life, now mm-hmm. you're on the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. You got a chance to be special." And he's a. He talking about now that you talking about power. He's stronger than uh. uh <laughs> stronger than who? He's stronger than uh, Jonathan Hankton. Uh, Hankton and Plankton. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Plankton. Plankton. Yeah. So he's going to get that brush, you know, the, uh, the big push. I seen him play. Uh, I was he ain't strong enough when he was in, when he was back, when he played for Atlanta and they played Philly. Yeah. And he knocked uh, Who he knocked the over? center for Philadelphia. He pushed him all the way to the uh, the quarterback knees. Oh. Uh, Kelsey. You got to watch that tape. Yeah. yeah. He was like. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you. I, 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 I and I'm be fair. I have not watched Anthony Rush at, in Atlanta. He had four games he played, and and he had productive games. Four stops, seven tackles, yeah. four games. That's good. Yes. Uh, so the key was his weight. Yeah. That's why he yeah. kept getting. Yeah, about four hundred pound dude. Yeah. So yeah, they said no, man. You gotta say three fifty, three fifty one, three fifty five, and he's right. He's at three fifty. They say he's at three fifty one, three fifty five right now. Three sixty. That's perfect. And it ain't no fat three cities. That's a big kid. Nah, he look he fat. Just... <laughs> this ain't this. Yeah, I, I mean, I've seen the latest picture. The dude look like he sweat grease. But that's okay as long as he's productive. I don't care. Yeah, me too. That's all I want to keep that middle. Yeah. So them linebackers can roll 
and make some plays. Because yeah. the key for us is the middle. If we can stop the middle and the defensive ends, one percent don't if the defensive ends stay in their lane, that's gonna make the defense better. So now, I think we might get somewhere, but it's still gonna be up to Kelly Moore. Kelly, let me can I say his name? Let me say his name. Kelly Moore. Uh, he could cost us. We can either go to the Super Bowl with his play calling, or we could be at home and still going mad on his phone. But I don't think you're wrong. <laughs> see, 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 y'all sleeping on Marv, man. He might talk about planktons and hanktons and carnivores, but he be saying some stuff. Hey, Marv, I, I appreciate you calling in. It's always good to hear from you, man. It's, 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 been, always, it's been too family. long. Been too long. So we're going to see what happened this week. So we will. We're going to win. Yeah. That was a wake up call. Thank God. You might you Woo. might be right about that wake up call. I'd rather get woken thank up you, in a dub. Th- yeah. th- thank you to thank you to Houston. And um Thank you, Houston. Yeah. yeah. Thank you too for waking our butt up. Now they really gotta be on the key. Cause this guy go try oh, to pass. Oh, Mark, Mark. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, man. Hey, thank enjoy you. your weekend, Mark. You too, brother. Yes, sir. Yes. See the key is to make sure you stay in that pocket that Marv is in. If you if you stay in that pocket, you'll be all right. But the minute, you know, you, you go outside that pocket, whatever Marv's talking about, hey, we just, might as well forget that topic. It's gone. Well, we got through it, but I'm telling you, he be saying some things in there, man. I like it then. He said, either Kellen Moore can help us get to the Super Bowl with his play calling. No, we'll be out first round. I'd argue last year the, the, the latter happened, man. Man, that's an understatement. He said Marv was the, one of the very few that wasn't panicking over the summer. Marv was one of the very few that said the backup to the backup to the backup was going to get 1,000 yards receiving, CT. There's a certain sector that you just, you listen to, you say, ah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it doesn't matter what happens here. You believe X, Y, Z. Now it's Marv, but to be fair, there were some things also that that we enjoyed speaking to Marv about, but uh, but yeah, he was one of them ones where it didn't matter what the hell happened, bro. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Thank you, Marv. I appreciate you calling in, man. Always go. Cool. What y'all talking about in here on this chat? Oh, I got uh the Houstoner Cardinals. <laughs> you gotta get the super chats. Y'all, man, y'all something else. It's Friday, though. I told y'all, not quite the TV, right? Like, we didn't roll out the TV today. But shoot, for a Friday where I wanted to speak on one topic, I think we did a damn good job. Uh, Let's get to some Super Chats, and then we will review my three reasons why I think this could work with Tyron Smith at right tackle and get up out of here. Where are we at? 16... I read Smoke's first one. Okay. Smoke dropped another Super one. Chat. He said, not sure about you, but I'm excited about Mullins. Uh, he he was good in Clemson. And he balls out. Reminds me of Sherman type player. So I don't know if I'm, if I'm um, to use the word excited, but I am intrigued because doing a little bit of research, there was a point in time, like I said, in, 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 uh, in Vegas, where he was one of the better press corners. And we've been talking for weeks about the Cowboys having weird moments of press. Uh, opposite of Diggs 
And when they do press, hell, even when they weren't, they were getting beat deep. So I'm I'm intrigued. They they pick him up on waivers is so much different than signing him to practice squad like Mackenzie Alexander, and he's not a, a uh, slot guy; he's a boundary corner. So yeah, excitement may be a bit much for me, but I am definitely intrigued. Smoke, appreciate you for the donation. Eternal Dynasty Super Chat. He said, "Who or what is causing us to be ranked at the bottom on pass rush win rate?" On the O-line. Who or what? I can't explain to you how... Well, I can tell you how they they chart it, right? They chart it as in, I think, 2.5 seconds, I think, or something like that. If they get pressure or if they get beat. But I know left tackle Ty Lursmith is probably the worst pass protector on the line. From that standpoint... Uh, I know McGovern struggled early in the season, but I think he's gotten better technically from a pressure standpoint. Biotis has improved, but I've seen I've seen Biotis get beat a few times of late. Zach is Zach, but he's not the Zach from before. And Terrence, Terrence gets beat a few times. Uh, but that's a good question. I it's a weird statistic because when you see the Cowboys don't get sacked that much, but they're bottom of the league in pass rush win rate, it makes you have to look either at how they're doing that. Uh, or how they're they're judging it, grading it, and the quarterbacks. And I say both because Rush helped because he was getting rid of the ball, but so did Dak Prescott because he's not taking sacks. And then you got you got Philly Philly the podcast, aka Joe came in here earlier talking about why y'all scared of Philly. Look, I ain't scared of you, mother. You, you ain't been watching my show, Joe. I damn sure ain't scared of no goddamn Philly. Y'all good team. Congratulations. But he dropped two in the super chat. Super chat. Appreciate you. Are y'all an offensive led team or a defensive led team? Oh, we're we're a defensive led team. That's well, we should be, right? That's what we thought coming into this year. But lately, the last, since Dak's been back, the offense has been doing a whole lot of, of of the work, or at least catching up to the defense prior to the beginning of the year. But you know, now I mean that's an actually excellent question, actually, because with the injuries to the defense. Has it switched? But I think coming into the season, we all agreed on one thing. This is a should be a defensive-led team that needs to lean on the run game to help out, to mitigate some of the issues that we thought we were going to have on the offense, which was we lacked replacing Amari. Tyron got hurt, got an inexperienced different lineup up front, and we didn't know what the hell we were going to get out of a coordinator. So I would still say, what would y'all say? I would still say we're leaning more towards defense. I would still say defense. Now, T.Y., again, ultimate wild card. T.Y. could help change this thing. Kellett, if he stays in his bag, could help change this thing. But I'm going to still go defense. I don't know why I'm not getting y'all chatting here anymore. And then uh, Marcus. Super chat. Appreciate you. Oozing toxicity. Marcus Hardison. He said, I think we need a quick we need quick passes on three-step drops. Best way to help a struggling pass blocking team. Too many routes take way too long to develop. Well, see, Marcus, that I don't know. I, here's the thing. I think we do that. And, and and this is something I wanted to bring up. I don't know if it was to a caller. I think it was to Vach. I feel like we do not marry our drops with the routes all the time, unless it's just a comeback. Remember, if you do a, a quick three-step, which we do, we have these in the playbook. We have five yards turnaround. We, we, we saw that how many times against Texas? 
I would I would argue we need to move the pocket more. I would argue we need more seven-step drops, more stretching the field, more concepts beyond five to seven to ten yards. I, I would argue that. I think we got enough of that. I think half the time, when you, for instance, the interception that got batted in the air, that was on a three-step drop. The routes were double slants into a zone, nothing to threaten deep. There's only two things you do in that situation. One, two, three. You got to throw it to the spot. A one, two, three. I got to pump fake it now because nothing's there. And I got to go look back on this way and hope that the mirror route or the other short route is not being sat on, which it nine times out of 10 is being sat on. So now I got to try to run around and take sacks. Dak hasn't been running around taking sacks this year. He's one, two, three, getting rid of it. And you're seeing a lot of, you know, at least in the Texans game, a lot of tip passes. So I would argue the other way. I would argue they need to 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 do a little bit more, have a little bit more creativity in their passing game concept on the long developing plays because we don't got a lot of creativity in that. If you look at some of their long developing plays, it comes out of shotgun and it's usually a two-man route. Or it's a two-man route and then you got a tight end, pat, 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 delay, release. So that's my spiel on it. Hope that makes sense. T-Dub said they'd be sitting on those short routes, 100. But where are the double moves? Facts. Where are the sluggos? Post corners. Where, where are some of these things? Because I've seen C.D. Lamb have success running them on the outside. And they do that in what I call the green zone, not the red zone. Red zone is in the 20. I call it the green zone once the Cowboys cross that 40, between that 40 and that and that 20. You can still hit some big plays right there. I've seen him do it with uh, C.D. Lamb. But 100%, where are the double moves? Where are the intent of the double moves, right? I'm telling you, I, mean, I don't mean to bring this back, but I'm I, I'm telling you, man. The concepts are garbage. And I think that's the last of them. Appreciate you, though, uh, Joe fantastic question even though that was a real question he was trolling earlier but thank you for the question man i don't have y'all up on here so i'm gonna try to look down here get into the chat and see what y'all talking about mike said if the wide receivers are not winning their separations separation battle seven step drops seven step drives make no sense when you i see that's not true Seven-step drives make no sense when you should be moving the pocket outside the table. That's not true. That's why I said you have to be creative on your, your concepts. See, and this is something, like I said, I'm glad that Connor brought up yesterday because it's true. Two things can be true. You're not, you don't have guys that can separate at a great level. That can be true. But also, your concepts can be causing non-separation. Like, you can legitimately get guys open. An example I use, and I'm not going to bring it up here, is the Jaguars. Go watch the Jaguars. They create separation based off of their creativity and their passing game concepts. That's where coaching comes in. That's where coaching matters. I, I, that used to be one of my monikers. Coaching absolutely matters. So I can help get my guy open. The Cowboys do it occasionally, and I call it creating conflict. You'll see uh, Dalton Schultz purposefully not running to get open. He's running to get in the way. You'll see... Uh, Michael Gallup running a quick slant, not to try to catch the rock, but to get in the way. When you create the conflict, you give yak ability and you allow them to get some yak yardage. So there, there's two folds to that, Mike. Like 
yeah, they're not great separators, but your 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 concepts can help you get separation because you can make a safety have to make a decision. Uh, Cold Jelly, my guy CJ Richards said, Sky, who will Boss Man line up against this week? I mean, I'd only watched two games, but I didn't notice like one specific player being on one side. So you, I don't think they're going to follow Trayvon. So he's just going to stay on that. What is it? The left side? So whoever the hell is over there. So your point is they said so my point made by you. They win their separation battle through by being creative. I don't know what you mean, but but I, I guess we're on the same page. Like that that's what I said earlier, right? They're not gonna separate or if they're not gonna separate on their own, then you have to do it schematically. So I think we're on the same page there. Uh Mc, McCarthy. McCarthy, because I saw Coach. Coach Mar. Super chat. Appreciate you for the super chat. He said, pass happy OC with poor route concepts equals what, Sky? Oh. I don't know what you want it to equal, but I know it don't equal anything good. I don't think it's a coincidence. When four comes back, your offense goes from 29th to top three. But people get mad at me because I'm not over here putting on a cape for boy genius. I'm sorry. It's not happening, bro. Just do what you do, man. That's all I'm at. Do what works, and I'll live with the rest until next year and we figure it out. I digress. We're not going to go backwards. Uh, let's get over on Facebook. Russell says he says we're a defensive team. James says a defensive team. I, I agree. I still think we're defense. Good stuff, man. F them Eagles, CC, 100%. All right. I know we we usually do X factors and we usually do um, keys to the game. Probably we'll save that for game day live on Sunday. If you don't know what game day live is, well, here. I'm in my zone on the road to the Super Bowl. Every game on the schedule crucial to take a toll. It don't matter if we're home or on the road. You try to tackle, I'll chuck a sucker and take it so. I'm staring at fourth and goal, gotta find an open hole. A linebacker just close a hole where I'm supposed to go. So now I'm thinking my centers are all pro, so I trust he can make a waffle wherever the ball go. Yeah, there's five seconds on the play clock. The crowd was loud, but they stopped. Now it's silent while they watch. They stand off in the red zone. All I see is red home. Watch me get this touchdown in this W and head home. That is game day live with me and Jesse Holly. Oh, my bad. We don't, we don't, we don't want to run it back, dude. I'm in my zone on the road to the Super Bowl. Every game on the schedule crucial. Take it sure, let's run it back, Scott. <laughs> we'll be at Texas Live, uh, Lord willing, as long as everything goes good. Last week we weren't, uh, but we'll be there. We will be there this week, I think. Let me talk to them guys today. Um, and then the following week, I don't think we'll be there because we'll have a special show. Uh, Cowboys will be playing the Tennessee Titans. And if, as you guys know, our parent company, our parent company is the Tennessee 
area, Nashville. So we're going to do kind of a super show where we're we're going to talk about the Titans versus the, Te- the Titans versus the Cowboys matchup. Why in the world does that keep on popping up? Look, what that say? <laughs> Game Day Live want me to let y'all know to participate. Come through. Make sure on Sundays y'all y'all come through via internet, via YouTube, Facebook, or come down and check us out. Let me get the hell up out of here. Uh, hit the like button on the way out, man, if you enjoyed today's show. Thought it was a fun Friday show. Well, Sky, what you talk about? I just got here. This is what we talked about, man. Talked about the projected starting lineup that may be with Tyra Smith and right tackle, and then... Why I think not the bad of a move. Why I don't hate it. Three reasons why I believe it could work. Eliminates a three-for-one move, keeps Peters as a utility backup, and I just trust Tyree Smith over Josh Ball. But we will find out on Sunday, Cowboys Nation. I appreciate y'all for coming through. Y'all are the best. Make sure y'all rock later on. I'll be dropping... I think a video from earlier today. So hit that uh, that bell as well. No show for Mauricio. Friday he's off. No show in the volume. Friday we off. But we will all be back this weekend. Both Mo during primetime on Sunday. Myself and Vach as well. So make sure y'all check us out. We appreciate y'all, man. I'm getting up out of here. I, I, I done talked myself into oblivion. Y'all the best. No, y'all the best. Y'all leaving, man. Oh, yeah. Roundtable. Roundtable is tonight. So y'all will see me later. Y'all just will see me with the squad. Roundtable on Vosh's channel, Law's channel, and probably Fush's channel. I'll see y'all then. We out here. Peace. Love you.